The most important development in the war-torn Middle East is also the most overlooked. Uncover the lurking superpower that is silently preparing to conquer the region. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The number one shocking problem uh, over in the Middle East is not that of what is happening in Gaza, but it, it is what is happening in Europe and how Germany is rising mightily in the Middle East. Most people don't even realize this, but we need to realize it because it is fulfilling a lot of Bible prophecy. Also, there's a related subject to it, the uh, number one terrorist proxy that Iran has is the Hezbollah in Lebanon. Now, General Hassan Nasrallah said recently that if Israel attacked Gaza, that there would be an all-out attack from Hezbollah over all of uh, Israel. He said on November 3rd he was going to make a speech, and everybody expected, well, he'd be talking about this war that he was going to declare on Israel, but he didn't bring that subject up. He didn't state it specifically at all. And the question and puzzlement to a lot of people is, why not? Why didn't he uh, go ahead and say what he said before? Well, I'll tell you, there is a mind-staggering statement that Germany made that I think resonated somewhat with Hezbollah. It is, I mean, this is what you'd call strong war talk and, and a real military will. Here is what Germany said publicly and in their Bundestag, their, their Congress or Parliament. Here's what the uh, German Chancellor said, Hezbollah must not intervene in the fighting. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz warned on October 12th in front of the Bundestag. He did all that, and then he said, I have asked Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to remain in close contact and to inform us of any need. What is this all about? And what, it, what is going to happen? It is all of this is fulfilled in Bible prophecy, and we've been prophesying about it for uh, certainly some over some 75 years. This is not something that's new, but it is happening as never before, and something we need to be aware of. Germany said, well, that means if necessary, we will send, we will send our own soldiers. Now, is that military talk? <laughs> is that war talk? That's a, certainly a very strong military will. Now, the, uh, we know that they have a strong man coming on the scene, but uh, I'll tell you, even before that, there's a lot of strong talk here that is rather stunning. Also, on October the 12th, Israel's right to exist and security are non-negotiable for the members of the German Bundestag. Accordingly, on the basis of international law, Germany must provide Israel with everything necessary and desirable for defense. Everything. 
That's, that's, again, very strong words. Let's go now. I want to read a scripture to you about Iran and about Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, about the king of the north and the king of the south. Verse 40 of Daniel 11, And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind. Iran is going to push at Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, and they're going to come against him like a whirlwind, that it would make them dizzy, and with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. Now, this is Iran that's going to do the pushing, and it's getting a pretty close to pushing time. You can see that building very easily. You don't even have to see Bible prophecy to understand that if you're looking at it closely. So we have here the King of the South and the King of the North. Of course, our booklet on the King of the South explains all this, and all of our literature is free. But here, this is about Daniel. And Daniel, if you look at Daniel 12, verses 4 and 9, is only for this end time and no other. And it's being fulfilled right now before our eyes. It's being fulfilled now. The King of the South is going to push at Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, and there's going to be an attack made by the King of the North or Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, and it is going to change everything in this world, and especially in the Middle East. Well, how many people know that Germany is coming on that strong in the Middle East? But let me tell you, the King of the South is aware of it very much so, and very upset about it. We're going to be writing articles in the coming Trumpet Magazine. If you don't have your uh, subscription to the Trumpet Magazine, well, please do write for that. It is also free, and it will explain all of these things to you, show you how Germany has taken over a little nation, I mean a whole nation, just with their economy. And it is a very strategic intelligence island that uh, has been launched throughout the ages in the Crusades and in other wars. It is strategic indeed. Here's what Bill newspaper said from Germany. German special forces units and equipment were flown to Cyprus to prepare for military missions in the Middle East. Now that's October the 18th. When that was written, Bill noted that Germany is preparing for all scenarios. I mean, all of them. They're prepared to do anything. And they're speaking out as they have never spoken out before, but still, it's, it's, a lot of it is behind the scenes, and they are also really have, have become the number one negotiator behind the scenes. What are they negotiating about? What are they talking about? Well, one shocking part of it is what they're saying about Israel and how they're going to protect them. 
Why is the German word so important? Because Israel knows that Germany stands by it, but our country also has good wires to the neighboring Arab countries. So Israel is very happy about this, but maybe they should read between the lines here very carefully, because Germany says they also have good wires to the neighboring Arab countries. And if you remember, in World War II, the Arab nations allied themselves with Germany. Could that happen again? Well, Bible prophecy says it could and will, and we need to watch that very closely. So anyhow, he goes on to say that Germany is held in high esteem in Israel. We see ourselves as a country that feels very responsible for ensuring that Israel's security remains guaranteed. That is understood in Israel, and yes, Germany is also very well respected by many of the governments there, which means many Arab nations. So there is, you could say there is some short New good news here, but then we have to look on down to the end and of what is really going to happen in the big picture. Here is what we wrote recently and quoted the German government in response to Iran's threats against Israel. The German government issued a sharp warning to Iran on Monday. Now here they made a sharp warning to Iran. Not many people do that, but they're doing it. Quote: Anyone who plays with fire in this situation, pours oil on the fire, or otherwise ignites it, should think twice," said Foreign Office spokesman Sebastian Fischer. And notice this: that we wrote the same day German pilots participated in military exercises to prepare to use nuclear weapons. The significance of this shouldn't escape us. Well, I think not, because now here comes Germany. They already have nuclear bombs, and as far as we know, Iran does not. And Germany has nuclear bombs because we gave them those bombs. The America did, gave them all those bombs, and now they're out there practicing and a military. Exercises with nuclear bombs, or that will would include nuclear bombs if the attack were were made. But when we think about all of this, we may look back at the Cold War. But look, this this is far more dangerous, like ten thousand times the danger of the Cold War. This is something that we all are going to be impacted by in this world, and you can't get away from that. Where is there real attention about this by anybody in the world today? Very few. Let me give you a quote from German President Roman Herzog years ago. He said, "For one thousand years, the destiny of our continent has." Revolved around the choice between a cohesive or a fragmented Europe. Charlemagne, see, this is the great hero of Europe today. They talk about Charlemagne all the time, and they want a Charlemagne to rule over them, a strong man. And it's prophesied 
and He's about to come on the scene. What is He going to do? Charlemagne, after whom our prize is named, President Bill Clinton also got this Charlemagne prize, but they give it, gave it to Roman Herzog as well. But he made his own particular choice, that is, Charlemagne did, the first unification of Europe. At such an hour, the truth must be told. Only by wading through a sea of blood, sweat, and tears did he reach his goal. And he's just saying, We must tell you the truth. You mean they would do it again? Well, what, what does that mean to you? <laughs> that is a strong, strong statement. This was an article we wrote years ago. He and many other European leaders frequently hearken back to Charlemagne as the inspiration behind modern day unification. Well, how about that? That's something to think about. Notice verse 23 of Daniel 8. Remember, this is only for this end time, all of the book of Daniel. It says so in those scriptures I gave you earlier. Verse 23 And in the latter time, of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. Dark sentences? Well, that has to do with an evil spirit. This is not something to take lightly if we understand what the Bible teaches about this evil spirit. Verse 24 And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Well, you mean there's a power in this evil spirit? Of course there is. That is clearly covered in many prophecies of your Bible. Well, I hope it's your Bible. <laughs> we should pay close attention to these great prophecies. And it goes on to say, And he shall destroy mightily, it should read, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Wow! He's going to be putting to death God's own people who are lukewarm or not really excited and not doing God's work and getting out God's message, and so God has to punish them. But Charlemagne here, the, uh, the king or the strong man, and all of this is happening not by his own power. I mean, this is, this is heavy stuff, but it's biblical and it's true, and you can prove every word of it. And we've been doing it for 75 years. It, it, it has been taught for years, and now here it is facing all of us. Notice this. Certainly, everybody should be aware of this. One of the titles of the crown of Charlemagne is King of Jerusalem. Well, now, if there's going to be a Charlemagne, they're going to have to, uh, well, will they want to be him to be King of Jerusalem? Well, that's etched in his crown, and they're holding it up, saying, We have this inspiring crown of Charlemagne in the crown jewels. Yet, not many people know about that, but this is their history, and this is what they're excited about today. And you have to get the big picture here to see what is really happening. The King of Jerusalem, well, how 
audacious is that? Well, can Israel and America and the UK or Britain? What are we going to think about that? We are also a part of Israel. If you look at the United States and Britain in prophecy book, we teach that to everybody and can prove it to them easily. But here, you see, all this this Bible prophecy is being fulfilled, and I, when it starts talking about this Holy Roman Empire. And a lot about that evil spirit. I'm telling you, there, there are like 100 prophecies about this in your Bible. A lot of them, and it really is something that's not that difficult to prove. But here, we have a Germany getting control of what really the uh, the military bases in Cyprus, built by Britain. Britain let U.S. use them. Those bases in World War II, and it was an enormous impact on World War II. But now we're out of going to be pushed right out of all of that. Here's what I wrote just a few years back. Look at a map, and you can see it is a stepping stone between Europe and the Middle East. It is near Jerusalem. It is near Rome. It is near Berlin. Understand its proximity. That is its proximity to Jerusalem, its nearness to Jerusalem, to those important cities, and to strategic areas. And you begin to understand why Cyprus has played such a crucial role in history. Yes, it's been the launching pad for many crusades and other wars that has gone on since,、uh, let's say. About 1,500 years ago, as far as the Holy Roman Empire is concerned, crusades in Cyprus has often been a launching pad into Lebanon and Jerusalem and other parts of the Middle East. This has been going on for like 1,500 years. What does it all mean for us today? Just think about Europe has had their eyes on on on. Jerusalem and that part of the world for over a period of fifteen hundred years, and for centuries they have wanted to control Jerusalem. Should we all be concerned about that? Well, yes, we should, and but we need to understand these prophecies, and everything is leading right into the second coming of Jesus Christ. These very events are leading into the second coming, and we can prove that to you. Notice verse twenty-five; it goes right on to tell you that. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, that's Christ, and he shall be broken without hand. Well, how about that? What a what a happy ending all this is! Think about how wonderful this is. And the chief negotiator in the Middle East, really, right now, is Germany. And yet, most people do not understand that and don't know that. Jordan has said they are trusting Germany, an ally of the U.S. and Britain, and the little nation of. Judah or Israel, called Israel today. Jordan used to trust them, but now it's Germany. What does that mean? 
What does that mean in the big picture of Bible prophecy? Germany is going to be. I just I need to read something to you here just to show you how much they're they're involved in this end time. Verse forty-three of Daniel eleven. But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be in his stamps. But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Oh, now they're being troubled. What's wrong? What's going on? Therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. Herbert Armstrong wrote this years ago. About Daniel eleven verses forty four and forty five, he said this: As the communist red hordes roll two hundred million strong over Europe, two hundred million soldiers. <laughs> well, where could they they get that many soldiers? Well, it'd have to be in Russia and China. They're close allies, and he have even have more allies. And look out. There's a big, big military might here. He went on to say, destroying everything in their path. That's in Joel two. You can read that. The little minor prophet Joel, the capital of this revived Roman Empire, will make a lightning move to Palestine, probably Jerusalem. That shall be the last abomination to be set up there. Notice in Daniel, verses eleven, verses forty-four and forty-five. Well, I just read part of it, but let's read forty-five now. Verse forty-five, and he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas in the glorious holy mountain. Here, all of a sudden, now Europe is gone to Jerusalem because Europe is being wiped out. If you look at Bible prophecy, I'm telling you, it is. And then the army that's coming is two hundred million strong. Europe is is being destroyed, but their armies are not destroyed. So they take their armies to Jerusalem and arm Armageddon, as, it, as it's called, Armageddon. They meet there, and then uh, the the Asians come uh, there as well, so they can clash and have it out with their nuclear bombs and everything else. But then. They are left. They are brought down to Jerusalem, and they notice something else. They see Jesus Christ coming in the sky, and they decide, "Okay, we'll unite and we'll fight against this enemy." And they didn't know who who it was. They didn't realize that it was Jesus Christ, but it certainly was Jesus Christ, and He's coming. And if you go right on to the next verses, you can see in chapter. Twelve verses one through three, that he says, "Look, the people that get this message out, this there should be no chapter break there. Look, if you get this message out, you are going to shine like the stars forever and ever. Now that is a wonderful, wonderful promise, and what a reward for just getting God's message out to this world." Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request Daniel unsealed at last. He was right, and why Germany conquered Cyprus. Order now.
The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.